Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Well, great to be vertical tonight. Trust me, I've been horizontal for a little while. And it sucks. Terrible. It's good to be back and... uh, um, uh, if you're visiting, I've just come out of hospital. I've had, uh, I've had four operations or procedures in the last four months, and I believe I'm at the end of it. I'm certainly over it, and, uh, you know, praise God through it. But, gee, what a country we live in, folks. You're going to get sick, this is the place. Um, better we don't, but if we do... Um, been great. I've been listening to the messages from, you know, the podcast and, you know, all our guys on the platform. Man, that, that message, the word of the Lord awake is coming through and, uh, you know, it gives us great confidence. You know, uh, over the last month, everywhere I go, um, people I listen to, um, it's the same theme. It's about wake up, let's go, arise, let's take a hold of every opportunity that God has for us and uh, gives us great confidence as a church to know we're heading in that direction. I was watching a movie the other day uh, called Mary Magdalene. Anybody seen that? Seen that movie? I don't know how accurate it is to Scripture. Um, I think Joachim... What's his name? Joaquin Phoenix and Jesus both have beards. That's probably as close as I could get. Um, but something stuck out to me. I got a revelation out of that, out of that movie, you know, that, that all the disciples had this vision. They had this plan of how it was going to go down. You know, like Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem. He's the Messiah. You know, they, they waved him in and the big possession with the palm leaves and everything. And, and, of course, you know, they were going to appoint him as the king and he was going to, like, wave his hand and legions of angels would destroy the Roman tyranny that, tyranny that was over them. And then Jesus gets crucified and ends up in a tomb. And all that was shattered. All of their idea, their concept of how the kingdom was going to come. <coughs> totally shattered. And Mary was the first one to understand in this movie, pretty much anyway, that the kingdom of God is within us. And that regardless of the situation that we're in, nothing could rob them of the freedom that Christ brings. Nothing could rob them of that. Jesus said in Luke 17, 21, he said (coughs) about the kingdom, (coughs) excuse me, he said, nor will they say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of God is in your midst. And I've watched people over the years, myself included, go searching for for that spiritual key. Go searching for that next level, that, that hidden thing, that if we find it, it'll all fall into place. If we just get that, if we can just 
pray harder or, or pray longer or, or reach that spiritual level or pray, <coughs> pray in the Holy Ghost for longer and longer, then, you know, we'll reach that and it'll all come into place. Yet I watched people on that search over many, many years and their lives are no better off. I find that a waste. And what they were seeking for all the time was right there. The kingdom that they were seeking was right there. They just never applied it. They kept looking out there for the answer, for the revelation, for the next book that someone wrote that would just bring it all home when really the answer was the kingdom within. The kingdom within. Let's have a look at Ephesians chapter 5. Been reading and preaching from this passage quite a bit. Verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of, of, of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Three things I learned in hospital. You ready? Three things I learned in hospital. I get home from hospital and I just go to bed, right? I'm just, I'm at it. I've been in hospital five days. I get home, I go to bed. I just lay there. I'm starting to pull the covers over and I start preaching this message. I start preaching. Gee, it was good. You should have been there. I mean, you wouldn't fit in our bedroom, but, you know, it was fantastic. I loved it. I nearly got saved. Great message. First thing that came to me, I realised this, that we're all broken. Look, look, look at verse 8. It says there, for you were one darkness. All of us. See, after surgery, this is what they do. After, after you have surgery, the first thing the next day they want you to do is to get up and walk around. Yippee. <laughs> now, come on, Byron, get up, get up. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. come on, get up. They give you the trolley with the, the handles. And off you go down the hallway. And you do this as many times a day as you physically, they can make you. You never want to do it, but they make you do it. And you walk down this long hallway and, of course, what you do is you, you pass other patients who have been forced to do the same thing. <laughs> Be very mindful your trolleys don't crash in the centre of the hallway. Maybe they've had the same procedure, the same operation or whatever, but, you know, you see this, this miserable person coming this way. You pray that you don't look as miserable as that one. But there's no time for pleasantries. There's no time, you know, to, <coughs> um, to have a chat or to have a cuppa with someone. All you want to do is get back to bed. All you want to do is just get back to bed. Why? Because you're hurting. Part of you is broken. 
part of you is broken. And I want to highlight the mission of your life because Jesus said in John 10.10 is that he has come that you may have life and have it to the full. Amen? Now, by way of illustration, I want to show you the light. It's the wrong one. Ah, that's better. You see, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's, that's the goal that he has for you, that you would be illuminated, that you would have pure light shining in your life. It's the personal mission that Christ has for all of us. But unfortunately, that's not how we start. Amen? We, this, this is how we start, and I'll turn this one back on, because normally that's how we start. We're not as bright as that, but, you know, you can see there's a light there somewhere, but something's broken. You see, along the journey, something has, has broken to cause darkness to leak in, to crush the light, the vision, the goal that Christ has for you. It may have been abuse as a child. It may have been words spoken over you that, that brought damage on the inside, a distant father, a father you could never please, an unloving mother who, who was so damaged herself she had no love to give. I'm just talking about my parents. How that damage happened doesn't matter. But what the damage did was to let in that darkness, to dim our light, that is not how we were created. That is not how we were created. That is not his plan for your life. That's his plan for your life. That you would have life and light to the full. Amen? That's the mission. That's the journey. That's why it says, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. See, what he wants us to do is to let him in to fix that brokenness, to fix that brokenness so we'll be able to fulfil the mission, to become children of light. Amen? And here's the good news. We're all broken. Something's happened to all of us at some place, at some point, whatever, and it's, 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 that break has caused darkness to come in to diminish that light. And, and here's the bad news. The bad news is that for the rest of our life, we reflect from that darkness. You might be saying, well, why, what, why do I keep going to relationships? Well, maybe there's only one common denominator, and it's the brokenness. The brokenness that is reflecting something that, that repels. You with me? It, it gets better, folks. It gets better. But we've got to face this because the kingdom of God is within us. It's not out there. You go searching out there for this revelation, that key, that's wonderful. But it never fixes the brokenness that reflects the darkness in our life. We deal with that, then the kingdom can start to illuminate within us. So we're all broken. So 
Number two, if you know pain, there's no shame. Check the spelling. (laughs) For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. When you know pain, when you know pain, there's no shame. I learned this in hospital. When, when you're so full of pain, things that would normally bother you, you couldn't give a rip. You just don't care. Why? Because you're so full of pain. Another thing they want on the first day after surgery is that they want you to take a shower. And normally, for me, standing naked in a shower, being washed by two nurses half my age, (laughs) will be a little embarrassing (laughs) for them as well. But you know, when you got that much pain, couldn't care less. You don't give a rip. <laughs> like, do what you got to do. I don't, I don't really care. Now, there's a story. I remember I was in ICU once. And um, I've been to ICU maybe three or four times. I can't remember which time this was. But I, I, was, I think I had septicemia and I was, I was in so much pain. They actually had to feed me through a peg tube, a pick line, uh, a pick line that sort of went into your heart, right? So they, they had wires. Um, I was in bed. They had a board behind me that checked everything. I had a nurse at my, at my foot in my bed 24-7. They just three shifts. They would, no one left me. They couldn't leave me because, uh, you know, I could have a heart attack and die or whatever. So it was pretty serious. And, and I was in so much pain I could barely speak. And what they do is they put you in a, an adult nappy. An adult nappy. And of course, they do that for a reason. And I remember sort of indicating to a nurse one time, I I remember saying, look, I need a change. And I was in so much pain and I was laying there that I I can't move. And, And so they get one nurse at your shoulder, one nurse at your hip, and they roll you over and they do what they've got to do to to make you fresh. There's a nurse at my bed head and there was another nurse that came over to talk to her about something. And I'm there in this position like a newborn baby with legs in the air. And for some reason, somehow, I don't know how this happened, but there was another nurse that must have walked on the other side of the curtain and the clipboard took hold of the curtain and as they walked, they opened it right up. Now I'm laying there, hello to the world. I was expecting a bus of Japanese tourists to come through and <laughs> click the cameras, you know. And I remember saying to the nurse that had my shoulder that rolled me over, I said, are you sure you invited everybody? Because <laughs> honestly, you just don't care. You're in that much pain. Normally that would embarrass you to death. But you don't care when you've got pain. The principle is this. When you're sick of the pain that the brokenness brings, you won't be too ashamed to look within and fix the problem. 
Listen to me. Listen to me. When you're sick of the pain that the brokenness brings, you won't be too ashamed to look within and fix the problem. See, we're pretty quick to look without, aren't we? That it's that person's problem, it's that person's problem, it's that situation, it's that circumstance. It's no, no, the kingdom of God is within us. If we can fix this brokenness, if we can take a hold of that insecurity, that inferiority, that fear, that unfulfilled expectation, that disappointment that caused the darkness to rise within us, we can become full of light again. Say, Jesus, come in. Work with me with that brokenness. Tell me how to fix it so that I can shine brighter than ever before. Most Christians want God to to give them a better life, like he owes that to us. No. We pray prayers like, God, bless me. God, give me a better job, better house, better school. Meet my needs. Make my life better. Many go on the search, as I said before, for that that next spiritual level that we're missing, the link that we're missing. It's like God puts his spiritual key on the top shelf that only the tall people can reach it. It's not true. This light is for everyone. Everyone. If we'll allow him to come in. And yet all the time we never look within. We never look within and take hold of that that brokenness and address it. We want God to fix out there, but he really wants to fix it all here, within. It comes a shift in our prayers when it goes from God, fix all those problems for me, to God, fix me so I can handle all those problems. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. See, my mission is not to fix the world's problems. My mission is to shine as bright as I possibly can. That's my mission. So I'm not ashamed to look within and bring any dark area within me under submission. I take that broken part of me, that inferiority, that that fear, that insecurity, that selfishness. I take a hold of that. I say, Christ, come in. Shine your light within me. And I take that inferiority, that fear, whatever that brokenness is, and I make it sub my mission. I make it sub my mission. Yes, you have power in my life. You've had it for so long. But now I take a hold of you in the light of Christ and I make you sub the mission that Christ has for me. You are under submission to the light, the mission that Christ has for your life. You have no hold on me anymore. Your power is diminished. Your darkness has been destroyed by the light that Christ shines within me. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. I take that broken area, I make it sub my mission, anger, insecurity, selfishness, arrogance, whatever. You are now sub my mission. 
That's good news. Because number three, man, this is what will happen. You earn the right to bring the light. You earn the right to bring the light. Learned this in hospital, verse 8, for you are, were once darkness, but, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Live as children of light. We have to understand how important the light is. That's why we take every opportunity. The world can't do this. Only you can. That's how important this is. Verse 15 tells us, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Folks, you have to stand out because that's what light does. You have to be different. You can't be the same. You can't remain broken because that darkness will destroy you. We've got to be different. We've got to stand out. We've got to earn the right to bring the light. You put light in a dark room, it just stands out. Can't help it. Can't stop it. You know, I was in hospital for five days and um, they have three shifts, uh, three eight-hour shifts, I guess, in 24 hours. And, uh, and, and I don't know, for some reason, they all seem to have to wake you up for something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you try and get some sleep, but next minute you're getting woken up for something. And, and, but that was 15 shifts that I was in that hospital, 15 changeovers, I think they call it, 15 different groups of nurses that look after you. Many are on the same shift over a couple of days, so you, you kind of got to know them. But here was my opportunity to stand out. Here was my opportunity to stand out. I met every nurse. I met every nurse. I made sure I knew about their family. I made sure I asked questions about their lives. They're not there to serve me. I'm the light. I'm bringing the light in that dark place. They never knew I was a pastor. But I got to shine on all of them in some way. And the day that I left the hospital, I, I, I thanked the, the, the group that were there at that time. I thanked them. I said, thank you for caring for me so well. And this nurse said this to me. She said, no, thank you, because you were no trouble. You're actually a pleasure to care for. She said, don't take this the wrong way, but... We don't ever want to see you back here again. And I was in total agreement, not offended one little bit. And I left that place knowing that if one of those nurses on one of those shifts ever walks into this church and I'm preaching, I guarantee they'll listen. May not agree with everything I say, but they'll give me the right to shine my light. Why? Because I earned that. I earned that. I shined in their world deliberately. And we don't value it like we should. 
church. Everywhere we go, every dark group, I don't mean that of the people, but I mean that of the darkness that they dwell in. We can take a light. We can shine in their world. We can bring hope where there's no hope. A kind word, an acknowledgement, a thank you, a smile. It's all shining. It's all shining. I'll have the band come up. I'll have the band come up. So my prayer life's changed. I now ask God to work with me to fix whatever is broken in me. I've got to tell you, there's plenty. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be whole. I'm going to live life to the full. I'm going to shine as bright as I possibly can. Said, Lord, help me take the plank out of my own eye. See, because what happens is, 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 that, is that I deflect through my darkness, through my brokenness, to my spouse, to my kids, to my employees, to, to, to the people I work with, to my friends, my extended family. I can't help it. Why? Because everything radiates through that brokenness. And that's not fair because they didn't do anything wrong. It's not up to me to fix them. It's up to me to fix me and allow the, the light of Christ to illuminate within me, to shine within me so I can walk in that wholeness. You want to talk about freedom, that's freedom. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens out there, folks. Because I got in here fixed. Not yet, but I'm getting there. I'm on the journey. I'm taking the first steps. I can take every opportunity to shine his light, to stand out, to reach that place of wholeness. That's my mission. And from that point, I can take the gospel to the nations. And I've earned the right for them to listen because it's pure light. It's wholeness. I asked the team if they would sing this song because there's a line in it. And I want us to reflect just right now, if you would, on just one, one area in our lives. One area. And you can identify it by asking yourself this question, why do I, why do I, feel, why do I feel angry? Or why do I feel bad about that? What, what was it that that person said? What, what was it with, that that situation that happened that made me feel less? And start to identify. Was it insecurity? Was it just weakness? Was it, was it an unfulfilled expectation? Was it whatever it was and say, Christ, illuminate that darkness. Destroy that within me. Let the kingdom within rise up and bring glory to your name. That's a powerful church. And in this song, uh, if we sing it, I'll stop you. Can we sing that? Can we stand to our feet? But when we get to this line, what I want you to do is I want you to, to sing whatever that brokenness is in your life. That it is defeated. 
that no longer has a hold on you. Come on, can you sing that, guys?